I've been down, down so long, but those days are gone now. I've got the will, I've earned the right to show you it's my time tonight. It's my time, it's my time. It's actually time to celebrate the solo career of sugar babe Jade Louise Ewan. You're listening to Pot of the Pops, the podcast for reliving and reloving your pop culture moments. Season two, the, the Sugar Babes, the comings, the goings, and the solo careers. Welcome back to Pot of the Pops on our Jade Ewan episode, where we are about to discuss in depth her solo career. Now, I think there is a bit of a mirror here with another sugar babe, Siobhan. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I think Jade is also another Little Miss potential. Yeah. Where the industry had maybe recognised her talents. Mm-hmm. But it's never fully come to fruition. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No problem. The full, yeah, that, that full height of what it can be. Like, she's done very well. Yeah. And I want to say that at the top, like, she's done great. She's done an awful lot. But I don't think she's recognised as the superstar she deserves to be. Yeah. I mean, she's recorded tracks with Andrew Lloyd Webber, CeeLo, Neo, Froyo, Yo Yo, <laughs> Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Like, she's, she's legit. But I think to really understand Sugar Babe Jade Ewan, we need to go back. Way back. Way back. Did you know Jade Ewan was the first ever actress to play Nala in The Lion King on the West End? I didn't know this. Nope. No. So she, I didn't know this until I was listening to a podcast with Jay Jirinen. So she went to an open audition mm-hmm. and won out against all the other girls to play young Nala. Right. And she was just 10. Wow. That's very impressive. Do you know her next piece of fame? Oh, I do. But can we just give the Lion King the moment it deserves? Yes. So she's at the Lyceum Theatre. I don't know how long she does it, but she would have been 10 years old and she sings Young Nala. Is Lion King anything to do with Andrew Lloyd Webber? Not that one. That oh. one's... Uh, or Disney. Tim, Tim Rice and um, Elton John. Oh, right. Okay. Yep, sure. So, but huge juggernaut of a West End Broadway piece. It means that she probably is... She's probably on a um, recording if she's... She ever sings in it, which I think she will. Young Nala. Yeah. She's not. She's a female in the Lion King. She's not like exactly no, giving but, a lot of lines. But no, but th- I'm sorry. Like the whole part where they're in the graveyard. You know the when they're kids. Yeah. And so then, there's that whole song. I just can't wait to be king. Yes. Where Simba sings at her. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then maybe that's it. Does she actually sing in it? I don't actually know. I'm gonna go with no. a no no. Oh, she must have done, otherwise they wouldn't have hired her, right? Yeah. So, The Lion King has been running since 1999, which is over 20 years and over 7,500 performances in London alone. Mm-hmm. Was running. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I my mean... question, let's pandemic aside, isn't that enough? Because <laughs> I was just thinking, I, this, I always think this with these long-running shows, aren't they somewhat clogging up the West End? Because you can't get new writing in or new shows. I'm just thinking 20 years of Lion King well, and we, we only could... got six months of Viva Forever. <laughs> to be give... fair, I think that's, I think that's all right. <laughs> I'm just thinking, is there not room for a short run of Sugar Babes the Musical? <laughs> I think you should direct it. Played by all the original Sugar Babes. Yeah, yeah. My own story in my own time. Do you know, I might even argue it could be more, it could be more interesting than how Space Girls got together. Because it's pure organic, isn't it? Yeah. But then the story of the musical is it goes from organic to incredibly manufactured. And that's the Yeah, but it would be about the dramas. Yes, no, but that's my point. It's like... The Catface and Spotlights? Oh, can we call it that? That, That's the name of it. Yeah, it would be about... And then you get a Get Sexy actually matched up with I'm Too Sexy. Yes. And it it would all be about the industry. Like, it could be good, actually. Yeah, we are happy to work on that. Lauren will design the sets and the costumes. Yeah. I will write it, and Karen will take the money. Point eight. I, my next point, I'm pretty sure, is what you're going to say, go Karen. No, 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 you go for it. 
Well, I'm, I'm going to say about 13, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She appeared in Busty. <laughs> yeah. In their music video, What I Go to School For. Uh, yeah. Did you know this? I didn't know this until I read the Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> she played a schoolgirl who was not as hot as their complicated relationship with Mrs. Mackenzie. She gives James a wink. I think it's James. James is the blonde one without the eyebrows, right? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. Charlie's the one with the eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. I rewatched this video to spot Jade as many times as I could. And you can clearly see yes. Jade, she's in like the school, she's in a couple of scenes. That video, they have styled that teacher in the single most frumpy outfit humanly possible. <laughs> it is an actual crime. And they say specifically in the song, she's a 33 year old woman. It's honestly, it's a sin. Popjection. Yeah. That is a crime. We are now that age, like once upon a time when we first heard that, we were like, wow, so middle-aged. And now we're that age. And it also made her look, and this is a terrible song because they do <laughs> run away with the teacher in the video, this frumpy 33 year old. Yeah. No wonder Jade was mad. And also like, I feel like you just couldn't get away with doing that nowadays because people would be like, um, that's actually statutory rape. So we're not going to go there. Well, I don't know. Cause they say, even though she's 33, that doesn't bother me. Um, but they're um, not of, I don't know how old they were at the time, but they're not of sound judgment, yes, to make that choice. Yeah. So she then goes on to do a load of small acting parts, like quite a bit as a child actress mm. in some TV shows that um, you may have heard of. I'm not going to list them all because I don't really care. <laughs> what I do really care about is she was then in a girl band signed to BMG called Trinity Stone. Mm. So this is 2006 and they released one single called Move A Little Closer. Written by Neo, oh. who she would later sing more songs of as she pipes into sing Keisha's parts. I managed to find it wow. on YouTube. Do you want to listen? Yeah, sure. So what year is this? 2006. Oh, oh where are the sugar babes? Don't oh, they'll be doing their greatest hits. And Jay's just trying to launch out. Oh, that's weird. No, it's not, because remember I'm going to talk about how much younger she is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate it. Oof. No, I don't hate it. I it is very drab. <laughs> I don't think it's drab because it's got like a nice beat to it. It's like summery. It's nice, but remember this is a lead single to launch a group. Right. Um I'd this say is your soul sound. <laughs> it's undistinctive. It is a soul sound, you're right. Yeah. I think Jade sounds really good in it. I think we would call them lead vocals. Yes. It's hard to believe the age she'd be there. So if that was, what, 2005 to 2007, that band were around for? Yeah. She's she's the same age as Lauren, so she's born 1988. So yeah. she's, what, 15, 16, 17? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, she looks older. She sounds older. She looks great. Yeah. Um, I was just starting uni. I was spotty and I had greasy hair. So full respect to her. <laughs> she's got a makeup team. Do you know what I mean? Don't yeah. use that sound, Lauren. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it, it just feels like a really odd thing to launch a girl band with. Also the name, Trinity Stone. Well, I don't know. The name doesn't bother me. But what I mean is it's about They've bland. tried to go for a vibe here, haven't they? They've got yeah. that sort of Jamaican vibe. And it is quite American, I guess. Yeah. But it hasn't, it just doesn't grab me as a lead single, but they're not better options. I know it's written by Neo, but Neo wasn't Neo then. I mean, and if you look at the time, 2006, so the big hits that year are like Shakira, Hips Don't Lie, Sexy mm. Back, Man Eater. These things were like punching the face. <laughs> It's almost like early, early Rihanna, like that real before you know before she had the big yeah. time, oh. before she changed up her sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but before even Pond the replay, like yeah, yeah. It doesn't really get a proper release in the UK. Gets promoted, but no physical single. Like it's not on streaming still. Mm. But BMG spent time and money developing the bands. I mean, Neo did he cost a lot then? I'm guessing. Yeah, I think what what was his the first his big first was. Oh, that ballad. Um, so sick. Yeah. And I'm so sick of love songs. But that was oh, yeah. a while. Vocal spice. I can't think when that was. It was when I was at uni. 2007, 2008. Okay, so we're just kind of coming out then. Oh no, I wasn't. I was well out. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think this is so interesting. I mean, we touch on this a lot, but this is the side of the music industry that we don't see. The shoulda, woulda, didn't yeah. get a chance Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've heard of JJ Wynn. She's really shot out. She's made a success of herself. But what about the other two members of Trinity Stone? You know, what happened to Azzy Jagabifum? What happened to Cherry V? Why the fuck are the 411? I'll look them up on LinkedIn. Did you? No, I oh. 
Even though they did experience some success in Russia. Oh, really? More on that later. Wow. The album is shelved by Sony BMG. But they do keep Jade Hewen on as a solo artist. Do you know... Again, this is Siobhan. This is just like Siobhan. Do you think they're trying to go for that early Destiny's Child look? Yeah, so around that time you would have had Cherish as well were coming out of America, Danity Kane, but they were much more sugar babesy sexualized. If you think this was about the time that Destiny Child were winding down, of course they had Soldier. Destiny Child were done. Well, they, they would have come back in 2006. Yeah. So I just wonder if they're looking for the next sort of Destiny Child maybe. Yeah, but the Destiny Child songs were have much. This, do you know what this is just missing bite? Yeah. Like it's, it would yeah. be great as an album track. Yeah. Maybe even great as a third single. Yeah. But. How many times? Banger, banger, ballad. Yes. Banger, banger, ballad, banger. Yeah. Really? If you're going to get the fourth, and then pay, do what you want on the fifth single, I don't care, no one's buying it. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but they keep Jay Dewan on as a solo artist. The other two must be kind of gutted about that. They probably don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they obviously think a lot of Jade, but it must be so hard for her as a young person, you know, like you think you've got all this success coming, you'd be really excited, releasing an out, you've got your yeah. single, the yeah. album would have been recorded, you would have had songs that you really love, and it just all goes. That, yeah. That's got to be crushing. Yeah. She records on a couple of tracks as a solo artist. She writes a track for Booty Love. Remember them? <sighs> Look at her being writing, babes. Yeah. And I say all these things because I think it's really important to understand how Jay Dewan makes that decision that, yeah, I'm going to go and be a sugar babe at the time her solo single is released. Because she's had all these near misses. She's had these yeah. opportunities yeah. that have completely fizzled out, you know. And she, in between this, she will have been working those day jobs. Cool. She has heard of a nine-to-fiver, yeah. you know. She she's has. not wearing... Cubs and Louis V or whatever it is that lyric is. <laughs> and also, so you know I made that comparison between her and Heidi in their early careers? For, oh, yeah. For Jade, it might be a no-brainer to go into that and already famous band. You know, Heidi, you know, had the same option, of course, and she knew, but I think with Heidi it was more a risk because they had that one album but then they were dropped. Yeah. So that was a bigger risk, but I think for Jade it would have been a no-brainer, wouldn't it? Because they were at that point, arguably, what with Girls Allowed, easily the most successful girl band of that time in the UK. I guess you would be wondering, like, how much longer can that go on for, though? Like, how long do girl bands last? Yeah. And she literally has a single out like that week, so it is an, a really odd choice from her. Like, that would have definitely been a sleepless night making that decision. And she won't have walked into that lightly, but. I completely understand it. For for Jade, there's been a lot sort of going on in the background as well, where she might have had to have been working for a longer period of time. Definitely. Yeah, so her kind of beginnings, in short, is she's born in London, her mother is Jamaican, and her father is Italian-Scottish. And What a crazy and, mix. She's very know. welcome on this podcast then. Yes. Ooh, come embrace your Scottish side, Jade. Exactly. The I would say... The most interesting part is that her father was blind and partially deaf and her mother is partially blind. So she was a caregiver Mm. to them growing up as well as to her two younger siblings. What a responsibility on her young shoulders. Yeah, but even, even though she was caring for them as well... She still, you know, started singing, taking dance classes when she was four. She got into Sylvia Young Theatre School. Did she? Yeah. You know, she got a scholarship to go there. So scholarship, she's obviously... Yeah. Because I was thinking, I think they're humble beginners, but her parents were really supportive, I got the impression from the yeah, interviews bless. that I read with her. Like, Yeah, well, so they must have managed to make it work because, you know, she was in The Bill, Casualty. Oh. Uh, she was in... Do you remember Ghost Hunter? Should I... Oh, I loved it. It was was like a kid's... I think it was like a kid's show and it was like the granny was a ghost in the house. Right. See, I would have heard of it because the Sugar Babes didn't have a song on its soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) So that was was pre-Lion King, even. Yeah. She's definitely been hustling from a young age. That's a lot on a young person's shoulders. And maybe more determination to make it work as well. Yeah, like, she's like, well, I came from... You know, I've got nothing to lose, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, reading about that, I was like, wow, what a sympathetic person, like... It definitely helps us understand the decisions that she's making in the year of our Lord, 2009. (laughs) That I would like to, from here on out, propose that we call 2009 Ewan 1009? (laughs) 
wrote this. Do you know what state of mind I was in? But it is written in bold. I was really behind that. And you, dear listener, if you could have seen the expression on on our faces, it was... It got nothing. That got nothing. Guys, I think this was... I think I wrote this script mid-lockdown. I hadn't gigged for a while, and I think... You were getting delirious. I was thinking comedy never existed anymore. I was never going to be on a stage again. Oh, my God. Basically, what we're trying to say is she had been knocking on doors around the industry for years. She'd been working with greats. She'd never been getting breaks. A train would come. She wouldn't know its destination. (laughs) Pushing every button she could. Oh, God. It was not easy. No. She did not have a pretty kitty, babe. You could not come and pet it. (laughs) Then she gets a call to participate in a television music contest to find a singer for Eurovision. Now, naturally, she would turn her nose up. Then she would be told there is a record deal at the end. Well, she's had one of those, she thinks. Yeah. I don't need one of those. Then she is told the song is being written by Diane Warren. I've worked with Neo, mate. Add it to the list. (laughs) Then she's told Andrew Lloyd Webber is involved. Now, she's played young Nala. Yeah. She's told he'll be tapping the piano keys while you sing. Well, let me tell you. When you get the call to appear in a high-profile reality television show looking for talent, it is hard to say no. Well, it is. I don't blame her for that. I can't blame her for that. I have not a leg to stand on. But it is pretty big, right? I mean, it's a televised weekly competition hosted by Graham Norton over five weeks. We know by this stage in life, we've not had the best results as a country in Eurovision. No. Nil point. Nil. (laughs) I think it was the year before. No, it's been a while since Neil Point. I can't remember. I don't know, but we're still... I don't I'm not like hot. Eurovision, and I will never like Eurovision. Ooh, but, I mean, it, drag for that. it was one of those things where we had, especially since the Iraq War, everybody was like, screw the UK, and it was a big political message to yeah. us, wasn't it? But also, we've increasingly made less and less effort yeah. at this time. Like, yeah. we weren't putting high output into it apart from scooch which i thought was a brilliant choice (laughs) i stand by it do you know what i liked gemini's crybaby that was the nil point i thought it was good i was genuinely surprised (laughs) so it's it's a bit more pop stars and it's like audition rooms and then the the singing singing stuff but do you know right this is a little pop quiz for you oh karen knows the answer do you know who else auditioned for eurovision you decide she does appear in the run-up and then she decides nah it's not for me you definitely know who this is because she frequently pops up on this podcast. Oh, um, oh, oh, is it Sia? <coughs> no. No. No, 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 what? what? Sia? That is the well, I mean, most banana answer. Ever to explain why she would drop out? <laughs> well, uh, no. no. <laughs> is it, is it, oh, is it like one of the sugar babes? No, one of the... Shit, one sorry. of the sugar babes? <laughs> you know what? Ah. Is it one of Atomic Kitten? Oh, no. Well, that's a good guess. Yeah, I see where Liverpool. you're at. <laughs> she, Liverpool. Ladies of Liverpool. Everything Liverpool, everything for ladies. <laughs> Bloody love that podcast. No, I mean, she's... Give us an R clue. You could just... She's somewhat of a phoenix. Oh, no. Mel B. No. No. Similar. Look, she's hot right now. Rita... Rita Ora. Oh, she yeah. gets everywhere. Yeah, especially on this podcast. She would have been young then. We're going to have to do a Rita Ora episode for the Sugar Bay Trail. Yeah. She was in the initial audition stages. So she was very good. They really liked her. But she decided she didn't want to take it further. Mm-hmm. I think I heard her say on another podcast somewhere that she'd been advised not to. That right. It would be really hard to be taken seriously as a solo artist. Because there, there was a record deal at the end of it. Right, yeah. Interesting. Now, I watched some of the footage of this. Interestingly, Andrew Lloyd Webber is, is talking about her, Ruta Ora, and says she can just sing. She doesn't need fads or choreography. Which I thought was so interesting because that's so not the angle they take on Aura. Yeah. That's, that's not the artist we get, is it? No. Like an acoustic... I don't know if I've ever seen an acoustic Rita performance. Yeah, I don't know. No, I haven't. And I'm like, yeah, that thing where you throw all the bells and whistles at it, but like really what might be more powerful is just sitting down and being like, hey, I'm talented. You know, mm. it's really interesting because if you look at the, the careers of Rita Ora and then Jade Yoon, you wonder if they could have been quite easily switched. You know, Rita could have gone into Sugar Babes and then Jade could have had this successful couple of albums at Rita Ora. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think Jade, I think, um, I don't think Rita's had an easy ride. 
No. Right, I mean, I don't think either of them have. It just shows you the two parallels. Rita there. definitely yeah. would. Hmm. Whose career would you want? Well, Rita's lost his Jade's game. She beats all of the contestants and has chosen to sing It's My Time in mm. Moscow, Russia. Call the Trinity Stone fans. Jade's coming back. The two of them have been called. And <laughs> <laughs> the UK. The UK are going full in for this Eurovision. Yep. This is not the effort we'd come to expect of our country. They send her on a European promotional tour. She does interviews. They do a documentary about her. It's you in for the win. Yeah. You win, if you will. Hey. I don't give me that face, Karen. <laughs> I was tired. I did watch the documentary on the train up here, actually. And there is a really cute moment mm. on a plane to Malta where um, Jade's saying, you know, like, they didn't really, they couldn't afford to go on holidays and stuff. And, you know, like, her parents' um, disabilities and stuff, maybe it wasn't so accessible. And she's on a plane to Malta and she says, oh, my God, I've never been to a European country before. Well, Psychic Sugar, she knew that UK wasn't going to be a oh, European country. Oh, <laughs> Who says she's not the reason Brexit happens? <laughs> oh, Christ. But the performance is great. She looks stunning. The dress is very of that time. Is it? So very of that time. Oh, let's have it's a look. longer Get it back. out. Get it out like it's in the wardrobe. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Here it is. Jade, come bring that dress <laughs> Can you get it up? Oh yeah, I guess it is of its time. Yeah, one at the back. Oh, it's a waterfall. Yeah, here we go, because we've had no real design for her to do. Yeah. Go on, Lauren, do your bit. It's it's very floaty. There is some structure on the bodice, like I was thinking that. Mm. Yeah, and then it's got a kind of Grecian flowy bit from this. Oh, the Grecian, yeah, I was thinking. Center front. They've really nailed their draping. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie, you could probably get something... Oh. <laughs> We're just laughing at Andrew. Do not zoom Andrew. in on Andrew Lloyd Webber's face. He is a bit yeah. strange looking, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he yeah, he looks like a puppet at the arcade. <laughs> but she looks beautiful, it's very of the time. Yeah. yeah. And the performance is stunning. Like, she's a great singer. This song is literally going through every note possible and she's hitting them. She's Some... got a bit of VB cleavage there. Oh, she does oh, actually. She has. The yeah. dress is a bit tight there, is it? Yeah. Or is it because she's pushing out singing so much? That too. It's a combo. Andrew Lloyd Webber is on stage, tapping away on his pianos. There is a mildly amusing fo- moment when she gets hit in the face by a violinist. No. She was, I, I, That sounds more dramatic, but she gets quite close and he's violining with his violin stick and then <laughs> taps her on the head. Oh, it's cool. Because um, she does this like walking down the stairs bit. Why? I don't know why. But they actually get Arlene Phillips in, you know, from Strictly Come Dancing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She choreographs it. I saw this on the documentary. And yeah, the choreography, yeah. from what I found, is just literally walking down the stairs and getting hit in the face by a violin. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a choreography, it's like a big musical number. It's yeah. Like you get in. Um, it's true, yeah. yeah. What's it? A musical. Mm-hmm. So this is Eurovision 2009, and it is not without controversies. Mm. So the Georgia entry, we don't want to put in, was deemed by Russia to have politically critical connotations and Russia requested it be changed. Georgia refused and removed their entry. Good on them. I I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, because the fact that Russia can just throw their weight and be like, um, we don't allow you to in any way talk about sexual liberation or other sexualities or... Yeah, because this becomes is it this is it next year that we have the Olympics in Russia? I believe so. And there are questions around that, like how protected. So when we talk about this next bit, so further, Russia has an abysmal track record on gay rights, just human rights in general, but gay rights especially. LGBTQ plus rights. Yes, thank you. Um, which is obviously pivotal to Eurovision. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's the gays cent- love. Yeah, it's central to its whole identity. Yeah, and to a lot of past winners and yeah. to entrants. So the current mayor of Moscow at the time, Yuri Luzkov, believed homosexuality to be satanic. <laughs> As such, they denied a proposed Pride March to coincide with the events on the grounds of it would destroy morals in society. Of, of course, of course. Yeah. They further stated any protesters would be treated roughly... They say roughly what they mean is they'll literally bundle you into a van and torture you. 20 protesters were arrested, including Peter Thatchell, um, who's the founder of Stonewall, I believe. The organisation Oh, yes, yeah. So, founder of Stonewall. Yeah. And Russian gay rights activist Nikolai Alikseev, who mm. have been responsible for organising. They are so brave. Can we just say the shout yeah. out to see Pride in somewhere like Russia? That's like much... 
it's you know it's a party here nowadays you know all state sponsored party but over there yeah that is it is brave man even just there like it's many countries people are fighting for their rights yeah i mean you only need to look at what's happening in portland right now new york to know these people are brave to be out in the streets protesting yeah like and And i read something the other day that said a main reason that they arrest people and they try and imprison them is because if you have a felony or if you're in prison you can't vote and it's a way of voter suppression suppression. yeah yeah the reason i bring this up is because obviously it's relevant but also because effectively all the countries within eurovision are financially supporting the host country yeah so uk is part of i think it's the big six it might be a different number who we always go to the final because we pay a large portion of the eurovision it being hosted yeah so we are paying money to that country. Mm. And I think we should be deciding where we spend our money better. Yeah. I think as a global community, we owe it to our mm. brothers yeah. and sisters in other countries to call out when things are wrong. And yeah. if this is happening, like if our leading protesters are being arrested unfairly just for standing in a street about what they believe in, I Basically, don't we should have I don't think we should have participated in that. Well, it's that question, isn't it? Is whether some people would say, oh, you know, it's just music and sporting events bring people together and we should be, you know, we should be united and we shouldn't let politics get in the way, is what many people would say. But I say that's bullshit because... Because it finances these countries to be able to do those things and make their decisions. And it's exactly. also by holding it there, you are, you're giving people permission. You're endorsing. essentially, you're endorsing a state's rights, you're, or to write to do what they're currently doing, you're endorsing them. Yeah, it's and actually by doing nothing, it's worse because you're a bystander. You know, you're you're a bystander, and it's 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 the same as being silent on any matter. And yeah. you're putting your own people at risk. Like people go to Eurovision every year, yeah. and I'm not just talking about the like Jade is going and yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah, is he a little bit? Is his college big? <laughs> Well, everybody thinks he is. Okay. No, 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 no. don't. His college is big or small, whatever it wants to be. And it's not even just them, and it's not even just the fans who go out every year. Mm. What about the journalists? What about her makeup artist, her hairdresser? Not stereotyping, but one of them's going to be. Right? Like, what about all these people whose lives need to be put at risk? And then if they're going to host the Olympics next year... Then yeah, all these people, yeah, yeah. our sports, our athletes who are already too scared to come out as gay because it risks their. Yeah. Are we really going to send Tom Daly out there? Uh, well, we didn't. It was the Winter Olympics, but oh, um, was it? Oh, right. I don't know the sports. Uh, just <laughs> off topic. Do you know? Could you guys make a guess at what age Andrew Lloyd Webber is? He's in his seventies. Older or younger than Cher? <laughs> Which part of him? <laughs> Which part of him am I aging? His he face is seventy-two. Oh, he's younger than sure, by a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Well, I just want to end this by updating you on how Russia are doing with their LGBT laws. Uh. As of 2020, Russian leader Vladimir Putin, ever heard of him? <laughs> has been drafting an amendment to the constitution to ban same-sex marriage and adoption. Gay marriage is not registered in Russia, but it does recognise those made abroad currently. It remains an unsafe country for gay people in 2013. Putin banned homosexual propaganda from schools and there have been multiple reports and documentaries of harassment and persecution of queer groups with no support from the police. Yeah. It joins the long list of countries in which LGBT people are in danger, including six countries where it is punishable by death. Yeah, so I mean, you can find a lot more information about this on the Amnesty International websites. I suppose the big question for me here is that are we questioning whether it's an artist's... Is it their... Um, responsibility to say no I'm not going to perform at this thing. No not to Jade. Jade is a 19 year old girl who it's I think she's about that at this age who has she has no power she has no power in the situation should Andrew Lloyd Webber have done more? Maybe. Should the Eurovision committee have done more? Absolutely certainly. Should our country have done more? Definitely. Yeah, it wasn't her responsibility. And should our country still be doing more now? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's issues in Poland right now yeah. um, where they're saying they want to make Poland an, uh, an LGBT free zone. And we're in the process of leaving Europe, which means queer people trapped in Poland will remain trapped in Poland where 
this country is not necessarily a safe haven for them. I, I don't know enough about refugee laws, but from what I've read, it's very difficult from people from these countries to then prove that they are gay and that they're not just seeking um, yeah, they uh, have to... safety in this country because they have to prove relationships, which obviously yeah. they've spent their entire lives hiding because otherwise they will be beaten to death. Yeah. I really yeah. like the pictures of Putin topless on the horse. Yeah, I know. He's so straight looking, right? I mean, the, you know what they say? Is his college big? <laughs> it's weird looking, that's for sure. And one thinks sometimes with these people, they doth protest too much. Well, let's... Because you can catch it, right? Like being gay, it's a choice and you can catch it. Yeah, that's right. You can catch it by spraying your (laughs) sugar-based perfume, tempt, tease, touch. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know, smelling it, I think it might be a gay repellent. (laughs) So, let's get back to Jage. Now, we always joke about Eurovision and how the UK don't do very well, little point, blah, blah. Jade did do well. Yeah. She had the highest UK score since 1997, obviously when we won with Katrina and the Waves. Ah, okay. I I love that song. I have, it's the most successful act since 2002. So, but I'm going to test your wrong. Well, if if we won, that's obviously the highest charting, but. Do you know who... Well, I'm going to guess that I know this. 2002 think... Jessica Garlic? Yes! I bought that CD single. So I was in the shop and I had to choose between Marilyn Manson. <laughs> this is, this is a snapshot of the time. Stop it. What was that song again? Um, oh, oh, it's Tainted Love. Love. Yes. Yeah. Tainted Love, Marilyn Manson or Jessica Garlic. Baby, come back. Come back. If you, if you love me. Me or something like that. I mean, I didn't have the single, I know it better than you. Okay. <laughs> so which did yes. you choose? I went for Marilyn Manson. But, <laughs> but I equally love that song. I mean, that is hilarious. Singles, man. What a waste of money. Four pounds for two tracks. Yeah, and yeah. that shitty remix is a third if you're really lucky. <laughs> well, of course, we could also argue that that's what kept the music industry going and now we've destroyed it. I mean, anyway. Man. No, I don't think we have. I think if Spotify paid their artists properly oh yeah that we fully support spotify in all of its decisions and we thank you for letting us remain on your platform (laughs) karen's views do not represent the views of pod of the pops podcast as a whole even though it's literally just a podcast of us expressing our views (laughs) (laughs) thank you for your continued sponsorship and support please don't sue us that's funny you changed your tune since the other day jk rowling can sue (laughs) But Spotify, no. <laughs> what are you going to take from me? My Ewan-based puns? <laughs> Your perfume. <laughs> 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 One bottle of Sugar Babes Tempt. <laughs> but she comes in, so Jade, coming back to Jade, she comes in fifth. She's bitterly disappointed. Aww. She says on the show she really wanted to win and she said coming in fifth would be a failure. But mainly because there was such a drive and a push behind it. You know, like they've got the big television show, they're doing the interview, she does this European tour. Yeah. Like they were really like gunning for gold. Yeah. But then like outside of the UK, I mean it was a good performance and that's why she did get a good amount of votes, but ultimately who cares? I don't know if it's a winning song. <laughs> yeah. And that one from um uh Conchita? Conchita first? Is that yeah. Erin, you're was... looking at me like I watch this. Oh I know, sorry. I do <laughs> but you know what? Now fifth place for the UK would be amazing, really. Yeah, it's true. Are we not done well since? Oh I- I'm sorry, we're we're we voted to exit Europe. Of course, yeah, they don't it's, like it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah fair it's point. Um, we've been voted very, very poorly. It's always a political vote now. And quite honestly, we probably deserve it. So I'm Do not you even not that think, mad. Right, I've got a new concept here. Why don't we run Eurovision like The Voice, where you can't, the judges can't see who it is or what country it is? Oh. The judges are the audience, hun. Mm. I thought there were there was judges though. No. No. Okay, well, why do you need to know the country? You could just have... It could be like a radio <laughs> talent show. <laughs> Keep drafting ideas okay. and bring them back to us next season. I will do. Oh, do you want to hear... Oh, my God. We need to tell Lauren about our decorations idea. Oh, yeah, we'll do that off air. No, I think we should do it on air. No, we'll do it... No, because someone will see oh, it. Right, okay. Put it on the Sugar Patreon. Okay, okay. <laughs> Put it on the Patreon. Coming December 2020. <laughs> 2021. Give us marketing time. So, as another prize, she is signed to Polydor, 
and they release It's My Time as a single, it gets a music video. Ooh. Well, actually it gets two. Oh. The video is recorded in one of those big old grand music video mansions, you know, the whole slow motion, her in a ball gown, leading on a chandelier, you know the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry turns up in a bra and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Lloyd Webber hated it. They forgot to ask him about it oh, until he gosh. saw a cut of it and did, he was like, no. Did he want a few white horses in there? Well, no, he said, the song's called My Time, not getting out of a fancy limo at a country house time. Oh. <laughs> you know, coming from a Tory peer, <laughs> oh, saying, that is and honestly the best point you've made this podcast. I oh, have to say. You. <laughs> you can stay for else. next series. <laughs> So the whole video has to get reshot, even though there's no real time because Jade's on a promotional tour. So it's done as a live performance at the theatre, the same theatre that they're doing Phantom of the Opera. So they only have like half a day. <laughs> oh God. Andrew Lloyd Webber insists that he's in it, oh, but he can no. only be there for an hour. So the poor team are losing their minds on no budget, trying to film it. Oh, and he's God. like, I really do need to go. <laughs> he's a nightmare, honestly. <sighs> So, this is all going down in March 2009, okay? Yeah. Bear in mind, she's then going to get this call to join the Sugar Babes in, like, September, did we say? Mm Mm-hmm. She probably got the call to audition for this Eurovision thing, I'm guessing, around October 2008. Yeah. What a crazy year for Jade. Crazy. Whirlwind. That August, she is nominated for a MOBO award. For what? Well... Who wants to play the MOBO quiz winner game? I will read you the nominees from past MOBO award category. Okay. And you must guess the winner. Remember what I've said before. The MOBOs are a mystery to guess. Yeah. Let's put it to the test. Are you ready? Yep. Category is best newcomer. What is she released at this point? My time. It's my time. Okay. She's new. She is up against Alexandra Burke. Jade Ewan. Oh, that's her. <laughs> There's another Jade Ewan? <laughs> Alexandra Burke. JLS. Laura Isabel. Master Shorty. This is where I feel embarrassed to, act, to, to make a guess. Because I don't know two. the Mobos. Yeah, I don't know the Mobos. I don't particularly know I mean, much. it's cool. It's not really made for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you're there choosing between Jessica Garlic and Marilyn Munson, I don't think the Mobos fall neatly between that uh, Venn diagram. That's true. Okay, I'm (laughs) going to say JLS. I'm going to say Burke. JLS? Oh! Oh, I for the first time. They had to win against Alexandra Burke at something. Oh, yeah. I just want to know if she went, because it would have been October. So she'd been a sugar babe for two weeks. (laughs) Like, were Heidi and Amel invited? Probably not. She's probably too busy, yeah. Well, the song goes in at 27. Not to be sniffed at. Um, it's okay. And this is where we get a bit of a glitch, really, because she has a record deal with a label that don't necessarily want her. Like, it's not like they chose her or they worked with her. She won a competition. So where's the faith? And we get a massive switch up for her second single, which comes just six months later. So that is tight. You know, she would have done all the Eurovision stuff. She must have gone straight into a studio. They must have booked... I don't know, whoever was free, but she does go into it and work with some decent people. Like, she starts heading in a pop R&B direction. We get My Man. Do you want a little listen or have you done your research? I've heard it. I have not. Do you want to see a little bit? I want the listeners, if they, if they haven't heard it when they do listen, what pop song does it remind them of from around the 2002 era? Oh, I don't think we played this game. All right, I'll well, no, this game here in the game. So you guys get to guess this as well, okay? okay. A okay. really popular song you definitely will know. It just reminds me, maybe you won't okay. hear it, but I do. She got, she got my hand off, I hear, he got, he got. That was my impression. you got to what, right? So in this video, yeah. Jade Ewan is all about a leg. She bloody loves she's a leg. great legs. Oh, she's got about 12 of them. What does that sound like? I've just realised I don't know that version. So I've just realised <laughs> I... It's when is this? 2010? No, so this is 2009, I, I was in Birmingham and I was working in that gay nightclub, so I only know the Cahill remix. Oh, <laughs> okay. Which is a banger. It was all over our... It was all over the dance floor. So what song does that remind you of, the intro? The intro, it's like, hey, hey, oh, what's it? Um, what's the... <laughs> no, I want her to keep going. <laughs> 
what, what, what do you, you think, Karen? What does it sound I'm like? Not, I'm not... Okay, I think it sounds similar to Yeah by Usher. Yes, that's oh. the one I meant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I maybe it. that was remixed. Who knows? When you listen. It starts off in the same note. Yeah. Would you want to know something funny? She does meet Usher. Oh, really? Yeah. I was listening to this podcast uh, with her on. Uh, if you type in JJ in podcast on Spotify, I'll bring it up. It's with Sean Kitchener. It's an interview with her. So she was doing... Chore- the video for My Man is choreographed by Frank Gatsman. Okay. So he's worked with, like, Beyonce. Uh, he's quite a big deal. He introduced her to Usher. While she's, so she was over in the US recording the album. She's getting, like, big US attention. Good. So it's funny that the song sounds like Asha. And um, I also, like, there was moments, especially in the verse, where I was like, this could be Destiny's Child. Yeah, yeah. this could be Sugar Babes. Yeah. <laughs> but she's all about like She's got the legs yeah. out. She looks, she looks amazing. I think she makes, she, she fits this genre, being yeah. this pop star. Yeah. She did say she was nervous about doing this in the Eurovision stuff, because with Eurovision, I was sort of playing a role actress babes what I'm doing now is really me so if people don't like it I'm going to take it more personally mm. makes sense but there's basically a lot of chat about her credibility right like because you've done Eurovision like you're just seen as that Eurovision act yeah. sometimes it's not a great career move is it yeah I mean like she... is her track going to get played on Radio 1 do you know what I mean mm. she didn't even get playlisted on Capital even Lisa Scott Lee got B-list on Capital. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't even get B-list on Capital. That's not great. I, it is a shame, because obviously, I think with her, even more than the others, she's definitely moving industries, because she's an actress. Like, theatre and screen, really. I mean, I guess she was... A, I mean, I think I'd call her a child actress. I think she's been playing... Not playing, but she's been doing the music game for... Okay, she was... Yeah, most. yeah, she Since did. 2005, at least. Yeah. yeah, it's not like, you know, she's just come off of Corey and she's no, like... It's, it's not Martin McCutcheon, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I it does all right without any promotion. Well, yeah, it's a big U-turn in a very short amount of time, isn't it? Better yeah. than... Sh- on. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think the listeners would have heard that. Was that better than Siobhan? Well, in chart positions. Oh, you tell that to her face. Um, I don't know. I think this is just tricky, isn't it? Because she's been on like a a talent show as well. I just think sometimes it's really hard with these X Factor type things. Yeah. For them to, what do they come out and sing? You know, like Louisa Johnson, I always think got the roughest ride. Yeah. Because she's on the show singing like these big ballads each week. And then they try and push her down this urban youth pop. Yeah. And people are just like, huh? Yeah. Like, it's not like the kids that are voting for these things. Yeah, So are these formats really great? You're right. It does get some reasonable reviews and it peaks at number 35 but i don't know whether we can really judge that because she's snatched from promotion midweek yeah yeah so that's okay like in terms of having very little promotion well it's not top 20 is it yeah but with you know with the most of the promotion would have gone before that i guess and also you're in that that sort of murky era of you know downloads and Mm. no one's buying singles as much you know yeah yeah Yeah, you're right so that's Lorraine Kelly takes her to the sugar babes. Lorraine Kelly loves her legs. Well, <laughs> does she? Yeah, she says, oh, look at those puns on you. Well, while we're talking about Jade's legs, let's not just focus on Jade's legs. So this is, this is taking her to the sugar babes. Yeah. She's gone into the sugar babes now. Yeah. That's done. We've done that. Yep. <laughs> Tech. <laughs> Tech. So in 2010, she put those pins to good use um. and she was Miss Ultimo for the lingerie company owned by Michelle Moon. Was that like a competition? No, it was just the name of the brand, one of the lingerie brands. Um, but she looks incredible. In I'm the surprised pictures. they didn't use all of the sugar babes for that. 2010? Yes, I believe so. So she's a sugar babe then? Oh, is it just before? <sighs> Could be. It's a bit murky. The pictures are great, but this was around the time that Michelle Moan was using kind of minor celebrities. She had Kelly Brooks, she had Rachel Hunter, who was married to... Yeah, she was a big model. Yeah, yeah. Lots of kind of familiar faces in this campaign. But real work. She's putting in that body's work. In 2013, Jade takes a dive in the deep end and joins the Tom Daly vehicle Splash. Presumably they wanted to talk about Russia. Uh, (laughs) Splash is a reality series that focuses on celebrities as they learn the art of diving, aka an excuse to stare at celebrities in their swimming trunks. At least I know what I was tuning in for. I mean, really, is this what reality TV is coming to? Well... Sport? It's like strictly come dancing in the water. Yeah. I guess on paper it sounds good because you're like, oh, it might be really cool. But I think the problem is, and this is where I think Dancing on Ice had an issue, 
was that these disciplines are super hard. And so when you've got beginners, fairly mm. beginners on it, it's not that fun to watch. And also no one knows what they're talking about. Yeah. No, like everyone yeah. thinks they can dance. Everyone thinks they know a bit about singing. Yeah. But do people really know about ice skating? Do people really know about diving? Yeah. Well, I've got a clip of her if you want to see it. Yeah, go for or it. Or I can just describe. Yeah, describe for our listeners. So Jade is there in a gold bikini. She's a queen. She's got the most banging body. What I didn't know about Jade, she's got a huge back tattoo. Oh, wow. Hello, Cheryl Cole. Tramp, tramp stamp? <laughs> no, 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 like a huge, you know, like Cheryl's is that full, like, flower How could we she's forget got, like, that? that rose tattoo? Oh, no. She's got a little, I've got a secret rose tattoo, I'm dying just to show you. Cheryl Cole completely copied Victoria Beckham. Have I said that before? It's just yes. become a realisation to me, but maybe I've realised it before I've forgotten it. Yep. I think the clip is quite funny because she sort of runs out, strips off, and you're like, oh my God, she is ripped. Like, she looks great. And they make her, like, run around the pool. She does high fives to everyone. Woo, 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 go, Jade. She's in a gold bikini. She looks like a, like, sexy Oscar. Yeah. Right, she climbs up the steps. She goes to the edge. Woo, woo, you can do it, Jade. And then she belly flops into the pool. Ouch. But also, like, why is she wearing a bikini? Because that's not practical for diving are they really the producers want her to show a bit of boob isn't mate it? look yeah. at this point she isn't <laughs> she isn't deluded into thinking oh i'm gonna climb up there and suddenly i'm gonna do the most amazing dive she will have been there with herself in rehearsals and gone okay she's the myelin class of slash <laughs> she's gone i know how i can say and i'm not i'm not being blue at all no, here. no. i would do no better at this i would probably just Hop off and yeah. land feet first. Yeah. If I had that body as well. That was, it was only a criticism of the costume choice. Sure. I wonder yeah. if it would have been specially made to probably endure the belly flop or at well, no, best a dance. not possible. <laughs> well, I think she's come, she's got the best deal out of this because she's eliminated first. Oh, yeah. So I would be buzzing, like no more bashes to the face. But in reality, that's going to be poor publicity. For nah, her. she would have gone straight home and eaten a loaf of bread because she wouldn't have been able to before. I really love her honesty after this. See when she says, oh, I was honestly just in it for the money. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, fair play. Yeah, like, yeah. you sign up for that. You were like, I've got a hustle. Well, it does good things for one part of her life. She finally makes it to the FHM sexiest woman list. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Arguably, she is sexy sugar because only one other sugar babe has been in the list. Ooh. Do you want to guess? Uh, it's, I think it's going to be easy. And I think it's... Possibly, you may disagree. Maybe racial. I think it's going to be Heidi that was in it. Yeah, same. It is Heidi. How, uh, how did I guess she that? As a fellow it... white person, how did right, I guess the yeah, FHM? I see what you mean. Yeah. Well, it's going to be the white. Well, Jade actually gets higher. So Heidi makes it to number 94 in 2007. I'll tell you for why. Lady slut suit. It's all those uh, buttonless trousers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can see her ovaries. Yeah. <laughs> As a group, They hit number 82 in 2010, but Jade takes the crown. Her and her bikini make it to number 67 in 2013. I'm surprised they weren't on it more. But I think this comes back to race. I'm I'm just putting it out there. I think FHM was predominantly white females. But also, can I also just say that we are two straight women and a gay man trying to figure out what's going on (laughs) in state men's heads like of course we wouldn't understand okay Okay. (laughs) i will take that crown i will take that yeah you're right you wouldn't take the crown mate no oh i don't want to touch the if it's crowning i don't want it i ain't buying so from here we start getting the little acting jobs again yeah so she does porgy and bess at regent's park open air theater theatre so it's not little jobs these are substantial theatre jobs oh sorry but so corrected by the professional era <laughs> i should be, you know i'm i will tour a theatre i will not know what i'm doing um i think it's just that she's just decided to embrace a theatre career and fair play to her and they don't get the press we just pop open i think what's that should so, i be adding that to my london list well it's very not right now <laughs> open air theatre it's a regional a large regional theatre um, that happens, you know, it's a festival that happens during the summer and they put on big productions. I'd say that the audience, there's it's hundreds and hundreds of people and yeah. 
amazing. Well, she was meant to take part in a tour of Godspell, but had to drop out due to ill health. She also does another musical in the Heights, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yes, she did the West End transfer of this. Oh. <laughs> Very small connected fact is I worked on the off West End production of this prior to her joining it. I worked oh. on the production before. Well, did you design or did I design? I'm not as big as you think no, I am. No, I know. I saw, I, oh, that's such a good compliment. I've just, I have high hopes. That's like asking me if I was the next top, you know, UK's next top model. Yes, I was actually. Are you saying um, Lauren's ambitions to design on productions are as unlikely as you becoming a model? No, I am saying your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's very sweet that you're like, did you design? I'm like, mate, I, I washed the costumes. Oh, <laughs> But without the washer, there wouldn't be a scrubber. No, yeah. I hope every costume was then squirted with a uh, uh, bust of Sugar Babe's tent. <laughs> Maybe spray or spritz. <laughs> Not squirted. No, that doesn't sound good. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is she's low-level busy, yeah. but some high-profile stuff. Yeah, and within and you know the theatre industry, she's just decided to go full-fledged into that. I love how you're saying decided to. Let's be honest. At this point, it's probably what was offered in terms yeah. of work. Yeah, okay, without throwing shade at her, we know it's a hard industry. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I was surprised to see her in. Pleasantly surprised to see her in the Tracy Ullman sketch show. Oh. She's watching it, minding my own business, and I was like, I know that little cheery face. It's old Jay from the Sugar Babes. Wow. And it's at this point that she goes through the bankruptcy that we discussed in earlier episodes. I wonder if she lost money with the solo record deal. Possibly. If she left it on the sugar base. Do you think they could have sued her? Breach of contract? Well, I wonder because the thing is she won. This is where I think it will get murky because the record deal was a prize. But is it a prize? Mm. Or is or it is like it a like, contract? Or is it like, yeah, it's like something around her neck, you know, like yeah. weighing her down? I do know sometimes in these talent shows, you are, if you get through to certain stages, you are then signed to their company. I don't want to name names, but everybody get mad, everybody get psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> So I don't know like whether she would have got... To, maybe that explains why the Sugar Waves finances were in such a mess because the Sugar Waves as a brand bought her out of her contract. Yeah. She didn't sell enough of those phones. <laughs> <laughs> Perfume was on the shelf. <laughs> and she didn't make a splash. made that much money from Sugar Babes. No. She wouldn't have had a writing credit on anything. No. Freedom was released for free. That was the only thing she... Well, she never write writing credit on that. The album was just her vocals. They didn't tour. Like, the theatre jobs, unfortunately, do not pay that well, guys. No. Well, things do improve. In the same year, 2015, she gets a one-part episode in Casualty. Sorry, you said things improve. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the big thing. Yeah. So she lands a lead role in Disney West End musical Aladdin as Jasmine. I had, so I lived in London at the time and I, you know, spent every day on the tube. And so I'd be staring at her face as Jasmine all day, every day and never recognised her. I was like, wow, Jasmine's really beautiful. She looks great. Like the costumes were lovely. I was like, wow, they look brilliant. I never thought it was her. She really? looks stunning. Yes, like, as she Jasmine, does. Like, she just I mean, she's probably wearing a wig and all of that. That's probably why. I kind of like that it's... Oh. <laughs> what are you saying about a normal hair? No, I'm just saying it kind of helps to conceal, you know. They, oh, because yeah. do they tend to wear wigs to hide the microphones and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it's very much in the Jasmine Disney style, you know. Because you have to have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense, right? Well, this is a big deal, and I like the full circle of it. Mm-hmm. She's gone from Nala to Aladdin. These would have been her Disney princesses, right, growing up? Yes. Yeah. It was all of her Disney princesses, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's very well received. Guardian gave it four stars. Former sugar babe Jade Ewing gives Jasmine the requisite feminist edge, even while wearing a chiffon ensemble that shows off her midriff. I thought you said a chiffon ensemble. <laughs> Yeah, she um, she goes out in Siobhan's clothes <laughs> just to prove she can do everything. Yeah. Time Out were less generous about the production overall. They felt it was very pantomime, which they don't have in the US, so they thought it might be very good for them. Yeah. I wanted to talk about one thing with casting. I think I want to include this. Okay. So Aladdin is set in Agrabah, which... Well, it's, it doesn't exist. It's a fictional city based yeah. on the River Jordan in the Middle East. Yeah. 
Middle Eastern she is not. She is, yeah. Jade is, is as we said before, mixed heritage. Her mother is Jamaican and her father is Italian-Scottish descent. Yeah. It's It's just... mm. It's tricky because Disney have such few roles for non-white actors. Yeah. Like how... It's Mm. just one of those, I wonder if there's people... Because I remember when they were casting the movie. Mm -hmm. Because I wonder whether Jade was considered for the movie. I wonder. Because there was another Jade that was in the mix. Yeah. Which was Jade from Little Mix. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she was like final few, I think. Okay. Um, she definitely, she's talked about like auditioning. I think she would have been amazing. Yeah. Like, I think she would have been, think she would have been great. I think she would have been amazing. Yeah. So this was during Little Mix though? Yeah. The movie, the, you know, they've done the oh, live sorry, cast movie. Oh, sorry, you talking about the movie. I thought you were talking about the theatre there. Oh, like, yeah, no. So this makes me wonder, like, so if Jay Jewin is doing the role in uh, The West End, whether yeah. she was considered for the movie. Because she's, she may well the right age, age, right? And she did have, odd. she does have some screen experience. And, yeah. You know, acting. So like, I think she, she knows the role. Would you not consider the two to be separate? They are quite separate. separate. The scripts will be different. The music will be different. And she, I guess she's busy doing the West End. Yeah. Maybe she can't just leave at lunchtime. Yeah. To film a movie. <laughs> yeah, she probably could. She could do Sugar Babes and Even. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I don't know. It's tricky, isn't it? Because I know Jade from Little Mix has said, "Yeah, I didn't get that one, but you know, you move on." Mm. And they're like, "Oh, maybe you can get to play another Disney princess." And she's like, "Well, well, I can't, can I?" Because. Uh, like there's that's none other, that's there's none of the Disney princesses that look like me. Well, that's the thing, right? Now, there's two sides of this. The kind of colourblind casting in productions like Hamilton, for instance, are are deliberately like part of it. And the idea is that it's people of colour from lots of different backgrounds, you know, regardless of whether or not they're American. Yeah. So that kind of... And that's great. But then you can also go to the full colourblind casting, which in, like, the 1997 Cinderella, the Whitney Houston produced, with Brandy as the lead, where everyone is... It doesn't matter, like... Yeah. I think, yeah, there's different rules in theatre because a lot of the time it's just if you have the right look for it and skin tone. So there might be... But I'm sure there was plenty of, like, Persian, especially actresses, who were, like hey, I was ready to take this on. Oh, I bet. And who were probably mad about it. Um, is, is there anything in the media about this? Or are we just... No, it was just... Well, right. there was stuff in the media about it for... that. It's, I know that it was talked about... They, I think they did pick actors from that region. Mm. Or at least they tried, remember they they tried they to. About, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's... It's famous within film that always they seem to... like It'll be like Middle Eastern set film... And it's a bunch of white people playing, like, the main characters. Yeah. And that's that's really cringeworthy. They think they can just put some heavy eyeliner on them and it'll be good to go. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. So an example would be Scarlett Johansson pretending to be Japanese and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose the question is, within theatre, there is more of a sense of it's, you know it's all fake. And so colourblind casting is much... Uh, more acceptable there. Yeah, and I suppose in film it's meant to be Then film it's more mere, meant to be more realistic. But so. then it is a prince flying on a magic carpet. So how realistic can you get? Come I'm, on. I if know. your imagination can stretch to yeah. a genie in a lamp. We don't have the right... A- we don't have the the answers here. It's just but I think this is something good to reference because <clears throat> yeah. within performers there is this question of hey, why the hell didn't you give this casting to somebody from that background? Since there's very few rules, big rules to go around. But then there's not enough big roles for Jade either. Yeah. Do you know? I don't want to take a role away from Jade. No. True. Yeah. Well, we do have one other credit for Jade. She stars in a movie with Steven Seagal. Does she? Yeah. End of a Gun. I had not heard of this movie, but I don't think it was targeted at me. No. (laughs) In my life, nothing ever happens for the reasons you might think. Hey, what? Come with me. Come back. He's got a gun. That's trouble right there. Trouble always comes in a small black dress, always. Long night, huh? Sorry about your boyfriend. Lieutenant said you used to be a cop back in the States. Something like that. Ronnie had a lot of money stashed away. Could you get it for me? What are you talking about? They're bad people. Technically, it's not stealing. It's kind of stealing. Hmm. I can make this 
happen. You don't have a plan, do you? Yeah, my plan is to go get the money. Get down! We're rich. Yeah. Get my money one way or another. Yes, sir. I'm looking for a man and a woman. He looks like a cop, she looks like a stripper. I want the money. Is all right? For now. Please help me. They're gonna kill me. I got your back. You think you'll share? Yeah. You could have walked away with the money. I'm not all about the money. I'm all about the honor. You've got balls. Thank you for noticing that. Here is the plot. <laughs> a former DEA agent gets involved with a woman, Lisa, when he shoots the man beating her up. She suggests he help her steal $2 million from a drug lord. Mm. Well, to further the profits of the Sugar Babes franchise, management decide they've already split so they can't put it on the soundtrack. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that would be a banger. Yeah. Imagine if she's in the middle of the movie, she's like, you don't know about a girl. Take over the world. I love the choreography. Yeah. She's the sugar shuffle. Sugar shuffle. Would you like to see the trailer? Oh God, okay. <laughs> I mean, don't get too enthused about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, This could guys. be a groundbreaking movie. I think Seagal has been pumping out these B-lists forever. Yeah. I honestly know his name. And I know he's somebody, but I don't know who he is. He's bit, like, within the action film world, he's fairly big. Couldn't tell you if I've ever seen a movie with him in. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you. Um, uh, yeah, Steven Seagal is looking as, like he's dyed his hair very black uh, to cover the greys. And she has to sleep with him in this movie and it just makes me uncomfortable. Cringe, right? Yeah. Jade. I know. Listen, bless her, it paid, to, it paid the bills. Well, I, I don't know if it did, guys. Do you know what it got on IMDb out of 10? Oh, how much? 3.7. Is that bad? <laughs> That's out of 10. If someone gave you 3.7 out of 10... What did Sweet 7 get? <laughs> so let's Look, see. I'm not going to lie. It is a step up from the About a Girl video. <laughs> right? And she is wearing very similar outfits. Very similar She's outfits. She's always in black. Like, it's almost like they sent her... They sent that video as her casting tape. Yeah. Yes. The budget was 5 million. So she's US dollars. So what, we're talking two and a half? Very little for that kind of action yeah. movie. Yeah, so actually. really when you see her pay, it paid the bills. She knows it's a lead role for her. Yeah. I don't know who Steven Seagal is, but someone get that man a strapsole. <laughs> oh my God, is this throat, is that Corona? <laughs> it's from the Jason Statham School of Acting. You know, If you don't have a tone, <laughs> just keep it at this level. Then they don't know whether you're angry, sad, or sexy. It all works the same. I I'm am available for voiceover work. Okay, so I'm trying to see um, kind of what it took in terms of profits, but really I can't see much, which makes me think not a lot. Like, okay, so you would know he's in The Expendables with, like, Arnie. Do you like do you that. think this man here sitting next to me has seen the Expendables? <laughs> I know. This is the man that just purchased a sugar babe 2010 <laughs> perfume on eBay. <laughs> This man ain't watching action films. I know. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah. It's not Actually, sad. no, 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 that's sad. not fair. You've seen Spice World. What, Spice World the movie? Yeah, that is an action film. <laughs> I especially love the bit where the toy bus goes over the bridge. Oh, yeah. the effects. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is good. I did not know she'd been in this. And... Did you say you think this is good? Well, she's getting to show herself a bit of range, maybe. I mean, I don't know how well the women in these films are written. Very badly. But it seems that she double crosses. For, I mean, I don't feel like I need to watch this movie because I feel like that 40-minute trailer was <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, she's topless on it as well. Oh, no, Jade, oh, no. no. You're never going to be in a Disney movie now. So I 
I also get the impression she double crosses a minute because that they're going to kill me line, they're going to kill me, didn't sound the most convincing. No. But I think that's because she's acting like she's acting badly. Right. I'll like, there's the layers, you're the layers yeah. to it yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much brings us up to date on Jade Ewan. If we were, as we have been for all the other girls, gonna give her a babe nickname, what babe would she be? Talent babe. Talent babe? After that performance? Oh, we oh. haven't seen the movie. It's true, oh. it's true. Range you babe. Know. Even though she isn't, her second name isn't Range. Range babe, I'd say, she's got range. Do you know what I'm gonna call her Grafter babe? When I think about oh. her parents, all the different things she's done. Yeah. Get after. She's a hustler. A hustler, yeah. babe. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you have a better babe name for our Jade, you can tweet it to us at Pod of the Pops. We will be back with our final episode for this series, uh, where we will be celebrating the resurgence, the reunion of the original Sugar Babes. MKS are back. Until then, see you soon. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by three friends who love pop music. What we love more is reaching as many people as possible. So if you've enjoyed this, please share this either with people directly or through your socials. If this hasn't been enough for you, well, lucky day, there is more content on our social medias at Pod of the Pops, or you can be one of our lucky exclusive fans that joins our Sugar Patreon where we have exclusive content, including video reviews, there's some stand-up on there, there's all sorts. If there's anything you want to get in touch with us about and you want to let us know anything you want more of, then just let us know on any of our socials, at Pod of the Pops. All of the details for all of this are also available on our website, www.podofthepops.co.uk. We love you so much for listening. Pot of the Pops was written by Aaron Twitchin and produced with Lauren Cameron and Karen Gibb. Thank you to our Patreons for making this podcast possible. Love you and see you next time.